<laughs> so you dipped the tattoo in the water and like nothing happened to it? You see any differences? Mm, not really. I like them though. Like, you got the little yin and yang type thing going. Yeah, and cancer then... sign. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. The cancer sign and then you got Peru? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Good thing it's 6 9 I mean, happen? yeah, it can be. I mean, I didn't know. What, what astrology sign? You said the cancer. The cancer? Yeah. yeah. What month is that? Uh, July. It's kind of sad sometimes though. when we make fun of it. I just be like, it's, it's cancer, man. The, uh, so I think yeah, it's cancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's all good. You're always playing jokes on people, man. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. Well, I'm here with... Piero Morale from PB Pod. And this is Straight Shooting with Matt. Uh, just right there, we were talking about his uh, tattoos. That's why you couldn't... We should tell him the background reason, though. I mean, oh, okay. So I recently just got a tattoo. And um, what is it? It's the Sublime Sun. Oh yeah, it's on my quad, or else I'd show you. But um, I saw that he had tattoos. I didn't even know this. Honestly, you if you've been pretty hidden. Like, I've never noticed you had them. <laughs> I, if I would have said something, if you had them, really? Yeah, that's pretty cool though. Is that little dot right there? Is that the capital, or is that where you used to live? No, that's where I was born. Oh, okay, okay, that's cool. But yeah, that's where I used to live. Chorillos and Lima. So Peru, um, is it like it's a country, right? And is there states or the territories? How does it work? Yeah, there's states, but we call them cities. Oh, okay, okay. Because right here, I know cities is like in the state, which is kind of weird. But and then we have cities, so we have districts. Districts, okay. Yeah. And how many districts are there? Talking about districts, I mean, we might want to say cities because I mean we have twenty six. Twenty six cities. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the capital like? Have you been to the capital? Yeah, I was born there. It's Lima. oh, that's what it is. Okay, it should be around this, but um pretty cool it's like how to explain this now third world country you can call it mm -hmm. it's usually the capital is the only place that can look like the united states the capital is the place that looks the most like the u.s yeah definitely and okay. more so, like los angeles so a lot of like the the higher end people the richer people live right. out there okay the 99 percent you want to call it uh, okay, it's okay. like out of it it's yeah one percent okay but it's pretty good all right so with that little introduction tell us about yourself Okay, okay. So, um, as he said, you know, I'm Peruvian, first of all. You know, I got a tattoo on my arm. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm 18 years old. Uh, moved here when I was 13 from Peru. Um, graduated 2021. Kind of feels weird to say, not gonna lie. It's like, I didn't graduate this year, I graduated last year. That's crazy. Um, I'm majoring in political science. I go to Estrella. EMCC. EMCC. It's yeah. pretty cool. And um, and I run a podcast too. Yeah, that is PB Pod, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, what else? Oh, we play Volleyball Friday. That's it. That's my <laughs> Yeah, come to Volleyball if you're local. No, but we had a lot of people. That's crazy. Yeah. I found it was 24. 24 people? What's the most you've had? Uh, I think it was 30. Summer. That's when you get like tournaments going, run like games of three or four or something. Like four teams. It's pretty good. 
It's crazy. I can't believe we lost, though. Is volleyball, like, I know you play soccer, but you, it seems like you really enjoy volleyball. Is there, like, something behind that? I mean, in Peru, the two sports that you can usually play, it's volleyball and soccer. But my mom, my mom, my auntie, all of them play volleyball. And, you know, I don't even know why we started playing volleyball, honestly. I really don't. But the main reason you could say is, I don't know. It's fun. It's inexpensive. Yeah, I mean, it just makes you it brings you back to Peru. You can say that. Okay. Yeah, that's a good time when you put some Spanish music on, like you have no, and everything. That's early. That's all early. Oh uh, yeah. That. Yeah, he got it with that. He comes in with the playlist ready. He walks in. He already has that. What's it called? El Alpha music going. I'm like, damn. Okay. Yeah. And no, it is a good time. Um, for those of you that have never been to volleyball with Piero, it's 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 definitely an experience. You should come though. You guys should come. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a little bit more about Peru. When did you come? You said you came when you were thirteen. Yeah. Uh, what year was that? Twenty seventeen. And how how was it like adjusting to America? Mm, honestly, I moved here in twenty seventeen, but I was here back in twenty fifteen for a little bit, and I went back to Peru. So I was already getting adapted to it. The The weirdest thing was when I got here, um, it was just realizing that I was going to be a freshman, <laughs> you know? And you said you were already in high school before, huh? Right. But it wasn't, it was, the weirdest part was I wasn't really going to be a freshman. I was coming in here being an eighth grader. Yeah. It's because it wouldn't happen. And I came here in March or April, I think. And I was still in school when I was an eighth grader. And I was like, little boys over here when over there I was supposed to be in my second year of high school so you were with older kids I was with younger kids here oh really yes I was like not gonna say I was more mature than them but I was just like them it's definitely different yeah yeah well how long is high school in Peru uh, five years five years why that extra year oh uh, there's six years of uh primary school or elementary some would say so in so you only have 11 years of school instead of the 12 we have right but we have kindergarten since like year three you start kindergarten at, as at the three-year-old i think so oh wow okay. three years to start at four but it just depends how you start so comparing the education system to america can you can you tell which one's better um i'm not 100 percent sure but i would say that i did have to skip two years in peru for some reason we'll get to it later but you're just too smart. You got too big of a brain. No, no, no. Actually, uh, my dad was a it's, it's a colonel over there in Peru, and he had to take care of a town. Oh, okay. But the problem is, there was an agreement for selling stuff. You know, you know. Um, and my dad didn't agree, so we got shot up. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we got shot up. Um, How old was this when when that? Happened? Uh, I think it was like ten. I was in fourth grade and fifth grade those are the two grades that i skipped i don't remember nothing from those two grades but you have to think about it i was in third grade and at that time i was learning how to sum you know yeah like that yeah yeah and when i went to sixth grade i was supposed to divide fractions <laughs> so i was just like oh you just skipped all like yeah you skipped two letter grades so but yeah so when we got shot up i mean i didn't get shot obviously none of my family did luckily but the but city we went, itself yeah but... so we went we went through it it's like there's a 
the base and then this is where the house is because we live in a place where it's called Villa Militaro, which is like the town for the base houses, you know. I know here they have dorms and stuff like that, but we have houses. Um, and we had to run through it, but, you know, the, the army was here and then the terrorists, narco traffickers, whatever you want to call them, were here. So they weren't people of the city that were fighting, like, rebelliously? They uh, were... No, it was people from a different country. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You could say, like, the war that's going on right now, like a militia type of thing. They were a militia that came in? You and what country that. were they from? Oh, uh, Bolivia. Bolivia inside of South America, then? Yeah, Bolivia's, like, on the side of Peru. They, were, uh, they have frontiers. I kind of know my geography, but not that well. Okay. <laughs> it's on the right side. Okay. But, but yeah, so... Um, we went, we stayed in the base for at least two weeks. And then when we went, we went back to our houses. They were like, they never told me this until I got to like eighth grade, I think. But it was the fact that if I went to school, they would just take me from there. The, oh, really? The, the group would just kidnap me. I was like, oh, shit. They, wait, they kidnapped you? They would. They if would. Oh, back in, okay. Because yes. you're, you're like a target because of your dad. I guess so. So okay. I was just like, damn. I didn't know that until... I grew up a little more, but that's wild. Yeah, that what goes right over your head when you're a ten year old. You're like, oh well, we're just going different school now. Yeah, but I don't even think about it honestly. I don't even think it's a trauma. I think it's pretty cool. You don't, you don't like, or <laughs> do you just walk it out of your mind? Like, does it not just come to mind? Uh, when I talked to one of my friends from Peru that was with me when that happened, like, he always brings it up, and I was just like, oh yeah, I mean, we're, we're kids, you know. I mean, I do remember waking up at three in the morning, but hey, you gotta get up, you gotta go. They're climbing the houses. I'm like, oh shit, we gotta go. But that's wild. Wow. It's not. It's not even a trauma that you like. Your brain processes like nothing. It's more like a nothing really happened. Yeah, we did through gas bombs. I asked, you know, went to sleep for like two days in a row. But I was young. Mm-hmm. You know. So that eventually made your parents be like, okay, maybe we should move to America. Is that really? No, what? no, they got divorced. But it definitely strong strength their relationship, I guess, before they actually broke up with me, their marriage. Okay. But it probably got them strength because I guess my dad came back and he was like, nah, he told the general, like, F off, you know. Like, so he came back to the town and did his shit. I don't know what happened after that, let me tell you. But <clears throat> they lived, they left us alone. But we went back to Lima, uh, no, Arequipa, a different city, a year after. But I did, I did almost lose my family, though, because those people drove in trucks. Not semi trucks, but like big trucks, you know. Yeah. And like we, the, like so the when they, they tinted came, tinted uh, window type, like, yeah, like the big black ones, you know, uh, no, those no, type no, of vans. Like, no, like the trailer trucks. Oh, okay, okay. They yeah. Legal stuff from different countries. All right. So, so all the time you ever see one, you were like, damn, that's them. Mm-hmm. They call it that culebra. And when they drive, they come in ten to twelve. You know, my dad when he would drive, he would have someone that drove him that was you know a specialist in driving. Okay. And once my family went to the mall, and I said, I wouldn't want to go. And then they came back late. It was like 10. And usually come back at 8. And my parents were like, not my parents. My auntie was like, damn, they're probably dead. Cause she we, just straight up said that? I didn't say it to me. I think it said to someone else. But I heard it. I was like, damn. But they came back. And then my mom never told me. But I found out through my auntie that they got, I don't know how to explain it. But they got sandwiched by both the trailers. And then they had to run through it. I don't know what it was. I don't really know what happened, but my sister told me, I think, later after that. She's like, damn, I'm sorry, like, whoever almost got us. And I was like. And this is all happening while you're just, like, what, like, 10, 12 years yeah, old around 10, that time? 10, 11. 10, 11, 12. It was just crazy. I never understood why I couldn't go to school. But at the same time, I was lazy. You are lazy? Going I was to lazy, school? so yeah. it was easy. 
because education in that city compared to education in the capital was different. I had just came from the capital. Uh-huh. So uh, at the same time, I was just like, it's whatever. But I didn't like it. Uh, at the same time, I think I had too much power. You know, because my dad. You but, think so? Yeah, I kind of regret it because I feel like I used it sometimes. You use the like, hey, that's my dad. So, yeah. Like, you got like free. Like, do you ever get free stuff out of it? I don't know if it's free, but you have more authority and stuff. If people respected you, yeah, like you were held I mean, higher. Yeah. Okay. Or if something happened to me, you know, shit happened. So then let me ask you: um, Would you ever go back? No. <laughs> you never go back to Not, Peru. To Peru, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm planning on going next year. Oh, would really? I would go back to that city. No, I don't think I would go back to the town. Uh, my friend. She posted she was in that city, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, because they sent you there. We need a lot of points to get up rank. My dad was a commandant at the time, and he needed a lot of points. Because I, I don't know how it works here, but you you all hear about points in Peru. Top 25 of the year, going to the next rank. So my dad needed, like, 17, and that place gave you, like, 18. Oh, okay. He didn't know why, but you see why now. Yeah, it's just a very, like, hostile area. That's it's, it's good when you're young. Mm-hmm. If I was 18, 17, I think my dad wouldn't have taken it. Right. Because, you know, at that time, you wouldn't be... Because we graduated with 16. That was in Peru. 16, 17. Mm-hmm. You go straight to college. And college over there is... If you're not going in the capital, you're not going to the second best city, they're not going to hire you. You know, so if if I was, you know, older, I think my family wouldn't have taken me there. But, you know. So you came here at 13. Right. And what was the adjustment like for you? Uh, before I came, I went back to the capital for two or three months. Because I was living in a different city. So I went to the capital for two or three months. And I made a lot of friends here. And it's a different thing here. Over there, if a group can hang out with a group. You know, like the volleyball things that we do. You know, a, ball, a group can hang out with a group, no problems. You can't do that in a regular day. You know, if you want to go out, hang out with anyone, you can't just hang out with all the groups together. So when I found out that here, you literally just go to your friends' houses when you're 14, and that's it. That's, I mean, I don't know if it it's any different anywhere else around the country, but Arizona is very much like there's not much to do. Right, but it's it's not even not much to do because in Peru, we literally do nothing. We just hang out. But it was with big groups of people, huh? Right. You could say big groups of people. You just be like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. All right, just come out. You know? And yeah. And we would just know each other and, you know. But here it's more like you hang out with one people, like with one person. The other person may not want to hang out anymore because, you know, it's different Oh, people. you feel like we don't get along as much. Do you think? No, definitely. So that's what it is? Definitely. Uh, why do you think that? Maybe because the way people are raised. And I don't mean like just Peru in general. It could just be the town because, of, you know, pure military. Right. But you can just tell here the culture is just different. You don't see people just walking around. Well, it's, groups, you know? it's very, I feel like Peru and maybe a lot of South America, um, since the, the continent itself primarily is like um, still, I guess, third world in yeah. a way. So what people have, this is just my assumption. This is like what I've gotten based on, like just learning about history and all and like geography, but they, they, they stick to their family and their friends because 
that's what they know best, right? Right. And you feel like that you feel that way too? Yeah. Yeah. But then so when you come to America and you see people they're very I feel like we prioritize our our material things more. Right. And I think that's why we're very skeptical of other people because it's like we're more afraid of losing our material things than we are people. Definitely. And I and I see that more and more as I get older and it's just like it's just crazy because then you start doing it. It's a good and it's a bad thing. There's good things to it because it's like, okay, some people aren't worth the time. Some people are toxic. Some people can be toxic and that that can bring just unnecessary drama to your life. But then there's also the fact that like how much happiness can material things bring you? See what I mean? Sure. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's that's one of the reasons you could say. Um, I, I, still, I still don't understand sometimes you know why it happens but i tend to realize why we do it you know so mm-hmm. this 100 percent here life is more busier i'm not gonna lie you know if i was 18 in peru i probably wouldn't be doing nothing just going to college because work doesn't really pay you over there mm-hmm. the, mi- the minimum or you could say maximum honestly because they don't pay you more than minimum when you're 18 it's like 800 dollars, which ends up being 200 dollars a month Oh, really? Yeah, 200 yeah. a month? <laughs> yeah, which you really can do a lot, you know? Like, I make more than my dad. My dad's a colonel. You make more right now working at Walmart. Right. Wow. And I don't even do full-time. Obviously, he has, like, things to pay, and, you know, he's in the military. He's well, shady stuff that he has to pay for. But still. But, I mean, the the pay and the living situation it's is still it, expensive is it really yeah he lives in an apartment so, right so now. do you feel like a lot of people are in poverty because of the uh, unbalanced work to life like ratio yeah. kind of uh, thing you could say more because of the third world country trying to be a first oh so they're they're trying to catch up but they're having trouble doing so yeah because at the same time the peru just became the number one country in south america with the most stabilized economy okay it's just it's just I don't think it's because of the money is that why eighteen people eighteen year olds do it. It's more like culture. Like in Peru, at first I remember a couple of years ago it was something that my dad told me, and I look at it now and I'm just like, damn. But when I was twelve, thirteen, obviously in Peru we since we were like twelve. I'm really? Like, yeah, well, I, didn't, the- I didn't do it because I didn't like it, but I did it. But I didn't like it. Well, I don't think people understand what you're saying because well, you, like, you oh, gave yeah. me a hand gesture. He well, was doing like yeah, drinking like, and smoking, but like. So drinking, smoking, you know, and and it was what's the age? What age do you start? As soon as you start in high school, usually when we start going. Well, like what's the legal age for like drinking and smoking out there? I think it's eighteen. Yeah, eighteen for both. But you can literally just go to a a shop and be like, "Hey, I get a pack of cigarettes for my uncle." Oh, be like, "Okay, okay." There's no, there's no, no limit, but. Matter of fact, I, I used to go buy a beer when I was eight for my mom. Yeah, but I mean, I'm eight, I'm eight you know. And I was a really good kid, so they would give it to you. I'd be like, hey, I would just go with a paper and be like, hey, can I get a, uh, I don't know if it's black beer or dark beer. It's for, uh. The innocence is kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll I mean, hand you it. it's because I didn't want to do it. I mean, they can tell. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom sent me to buy this, uh, and they would just give it to you. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm nine years. <laughs> okay. That ass. Sometimes it'll scam you. But but anyways, so uh, at the age of 12, you know, we live in the military area. And I'll just see people drinking. I'm just like, but they're 16. And I'm just like, damn. 
my dad's like, that's not right. It's okay that they can drink, but with their parents' money, that's kind of weird. And now I think about it, I'm like, damn. Like, I see some people on my friends over there. And I tell my mom, like, how do they how do they get their money? Like, their parents. It's like, damn, you think I would spend my parents' money on alcohol? Like, like imagine asking your parents for alcohol, money for alcohol. Would you do that? Oh, probably not. I'd like to spend my own money on stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, I get what you mean. So I was kind of kind of disrespectful. I see him like, damn, like, we're doing bad in Peru, you know? How are we going to get better if we do this type of stuff, you know? Do you feel like a lot of people that you knew growing up, or at least, like, older than you, mm-hmm. did you feel a lot of them were in drugs and alcohol? Do you, you feel know, like that was a big it's, problem? It's crazy because it's really not a problem because people learn how to control themselves with that stuff over there. Like you can see people drinking, smoking, and it's just normal. Peru is known for is I don't know if I'm right about this, but it might be Brazil I'm thinking of. But um, they have alcohol dis- distribution centers out there. Is that true? What do you mean alcohol distribution? It's like like um, there's certain places in Peru that are known for making like packaging the bottles, the beer bottles, oh, and everything. I might be thinking of a different country. Well, we we're the ones that make the Wheat? Is that what it's called? Wheat. Oh, the wheat for the... Okay. Yeah, yeah. in Cusco. So, we're the main producers in South America for that. Oh, okay. And then right. we also do the Coke. Then we cultivate and all that. And the Coke bottles? No, like Coke. I mean, what do you mean like, like Coke? Cocaine. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, do the, we do the Coke. Like, it's pretty cool. You guys make Coke out there? In we're the ones that have... Harvest it and all that, and we give it to. Well, Columbia. I mean, there's different places because I know obviously places in Mexico do it as well. But I mean, I think we're the second main or the first one after Colombia, which is pretty cool. Colombia is number one I for cocaine distribution. There's the ones that sell it, we're the ones that give it to them. But it's crazy. I forgot the place was called in Peru, but that's where they send the military, and that's where they just like fight over there. It's just like war. And I keep forgetting it, but... And do you think it's that's still going on right now? Oh, definitely, man. That was going to get sent last year. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you're, like, so old. You don't need to go there. I'm like, it's good points. I'm like... But, you know, it's dangerous over there. Like, if they... If you get a call, you're in the military, and they tell you that you're getting sent over there. Like, that's crazy. Well, how old is your dad? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> you're not sure? You don't talk to him very much? You're not close to him? I do, but I never really asked for his age. Because he... Well... He got in a... When he went into the military, so it's kind of, it's kind of, he applied when he was eighteen, but he was probably like fifteen. Okay. Um, cause I know the, the. You can, after twenty years of serving in the U.S. military, you get like a pension, and you can obviously continue to work even after your twenty years are done, but. I don't know how it is in Peru. Is it just like there's no gap? There's no there's no cutoff. It's when just... you when you do your four years, well, my dad is a so called official officer. Mm-hmm. So for them, I don't, they don't do the twenty year, but they do the if you retire on your last year of your rank, you'll get paid the amount of the next rank. So my dad is gonna finish his four years of colonel, and then when he's done with that one, he'll get paid with general money when he retires. Oh wow! Okay, that'd so be pretty good then for him. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Pretty good money. Yeah, like one more year, two more years. But he doesn't want to retire at the same time. He likes it. Mm-hmm. 
didn't have anything to do. He lost his family type of thing. So. Right. But, but definitely, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. So, um, going on to another subject, podcasting. You, in a way, got me into it. So, if everyone had been wondering how I got started podcasting, I literally just DM'd him and asked him, <laughs> "How'd you start your podcast? What do you use, and how can I start?" And then he explained everything to me, and here we are. It's crazy. Huh? I know. I'm 10 episodes in now. Yeah, he got more episodes than me. That's like, look at him. He's putting the effort. Well, it's not even that I put, I'm pretty sure you put just as much effort as me. It's just that like you focus on the video side of it, which I, honestly, I really want to get into, but I don't want to make any promises on here because <laughs> I really don't know where it's going with everything. You know, it, it depends on your timing, obviously. You just got to make time for it. You know, it's sleeping at three in the morning. I don't know. I need my sleep. I don't know about. I don't know about. I don't know about you, but I'm not. I can't be going to bed at three a.m. I just. I can't function the next day. You won't notice. You won't notice. It'll be like eleven, ten, and then you close your eyes. You open your eyes three in the morning, but it's worth it. Yeah. No. (laughs) He's all nodding. He's like, no, no. It it is worth it. I think. I think it's pretty cool. I like. I like it most. Uh, I think it's because of the emotions that people show. With, with I think, yeah, because like there's a lot of times we'll be saying something or doing something and I, we can't physically see it. So it kind of takes away from the um, the like perspective. As, the perspective of the viewer or the listener. But I mean, at the same time, like I like the podcast format just because you can listen to it while you drive or you're at work. Like I listen to podcasts at work all the time. Really? Yeah. I wish I could, but they tell me to take off my AirPods, though. Really? I'm going to get fired one day because of that, I promise you. You always have your... Well, I mean, like, are you are you around customers a lot with AirPods yeah. in? No. It's just the, the, the... They call it coach, but you could say the the manager. Yeah, the manager. manager. So she, she sees me all the time, but I take it out. She hasn't caught me yet in a while, but if she sees me, she's going to talk to me about it. Yeah. Um, but the, for the for the podcast, going back to that, I guess um, it's definitely good. I think it was a good idea. Uh, shout out to Bib though; she's the one that literally came up with it. I don't know if I did tell you the original story why we started it. Why did you and Viv start the podcast? Well, I had a, uh, a picnic date with this girl, right? You're not gonna say a name. Actually, nah, don't say nah, a name. I don't need. Nah, nah. I, we don't need to know the name. I need her. So, it was all good. It was like a sunrise picnic. Okay. So, so I went and got everything. You, got, you went on a picnic at sunrise. The problem is, I, I, I did. That's a smooth move. I'm not going to lie. I, I might have put that in my back pocket. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I'm sure it is, yeah. The girl did fall asleep, and she didn't answer my calls. So, I went by myself. But the only reason I went is because my family knew like my auntie, she's like, oh, she saw everything. Because my family from Peru came for like two or three months. And they stayed with us. Just because, you know, they wanted to enjoy life. And it was pretty cool. Had my little cousins, had my, you know, my auntie, my uncle. And she saw it. And I was just like, you know what? I can't I'm not, di- not going to stay home and tell them that, you know, I you missed it. You can't disappoint. You can't disappoint right. the so family. I just, I just yeah. left and said, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to go pick her up. It was like six in the morning. But I fell asleep. I was like, oh, my God, we both fell asleep. Like nine in the morning, she wouldn't have answered neither. So I was like, you know what? I'll just go by myself. All sad and shit. But I was with uh, with Bib, 
I called Viv on FaceTime. I'm like, Viv, I can't believe it. You want to come with me? No, I'm too tired. They wouldn't let me go out. I'm like, whatever, Viv. So I went by myself, and I was on the FaceTime with Viv the whole entire time. I was like, Viv, I can't believe they did that to me. And I started eating. I'm like, she's like, I'm going to go up here. I want to start a podcast. And I'm like, you know, I'm down. And when I promise something, I'll do it. She's like, are you sure? Like, yeah, I'm down. And then I'm like, you know what? It could be good, but like in a picnic, picnic podcast. Oh, so that's where the whole picnic basket right. logo came from. It's okay. crazy because it was going to be called PicPod. PicPod? But someone already had taken the name on YouTube. I had no videos, no nothing. So we were like, how do we come up with something? We're just like Piero, P, and then Viv, V, and then Pod. So that's going to come out with PV Pod. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's simple. Yeah. Pretty simple. And we started looking at names. We're like, you know what? No one really has it until we search on Spotify. And I guess someone did. We're like, yes, whatever. I mean, no one really has it on YouTube. Um, And we did that. And, and then one day, well, she had the logo the first day already. It was pretty cool. We, she stopped talking about it for a while. And I was like, you know what? And the next weekend, we just, I went and bought the camera. And you went full. You, put, you went head first yeah. on this thing. And like, I'm going to do Definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah. Almost have four digits on everything. Oh, really? Four digits, almost everything. And I was just like, fuck it. That's good it. to hear, man. That's really good. And um, we did it. And when we started, it was supposed to be a first episode where it was just, you know, me and Bib, but Ernie was there. I was like, you know what, Ernie coming. The rest is history. Um, I've always wondered, who is someone you've always wanted to interview? It could be anybody in the world. Who do you want to interview more than ever? Um, well, to make it fun, I would say Conor McGregor. So you say Conor McGregor, huh? Definitely. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. If I'm trying to get views and people to watch it, definitely. It would have to be him or Drake. But if I'm trying to get someone aspiring, you know, people actually want to, I don't want to say people actually want to go good in life. I mean, like, just people that are looking for something. To learn, like an athlete, could be athlete, but I would say Elon Musk. Oh, I don't know how I feel. I I I like. I've listened to his podcast before with Joe Rogan, Mm -hmm. and he seems like a very like interesting guy. But I don't know if I know enough to to keep a conversation with him. Really? Yeah, I I think Conor McGregor would be a good one, especially since you're a big um. I know you like fighting. Like yeah, I know I like you like the, the boxing and the UFC. So I think that'd be really cool to like get into and actually like learn a lot about. Because I, I already know he can tell you a lot about it. It's not only that, just more business. You see, he always puts his uh his business first. Even when he was, there was like a video he was talking to um, Vladimir Putin. And he was talking about his uh whiskey. He has literally. a whiskey business. I forgot <laughs> yeah, about so that. He literally, yeah. As soon as he, he was like talking to Vladimir, he was like, hey, um. I brought you a whiskey bottle, you know, so he can talk. And he's like, what the hell? Like, that's kind of cool. Like, the man always brings his business for no matter what. Because his business is gonna, what's going to save him after fighting. That, that a whiskey career or a career in whiskey distribution. Like the worst thing is I think he already sold it. <laughs> he sold it? I think. You probably made a lot of money off of that. Yeah, he definitely You wouldn't did. have sold it for no reason. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, still one of the best UFC fighters gets, you know, a million on pay-per-view every time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty cool, and I think he's trying to come back again. I just don't think he's gonna get another title shot unless he beats so? like two people. I mean, he lost to Dustin again. That injury was tough. So I mean, it it's 
you gotta start over. I, I mean, I just don't. I think he has to find the right weight for him. You you think he was fighting too heavy, like the heavy? He's trying to go heavier in that case because he's trying to go for um, uh, I don't know if it's featherweight or um. Uh, he's not in the featherweight. He's he, trying to go for middleweight, but he's not gonna beat Usman. No, you don't think so? <laughs> no, I don't think he can beat him. He can't even beat uh, Covington. That's who he lost to, huh? I don't think he's fighting him, but he can't even beat him. And he's like the second best one in the division. See, I'm not too familiar with UFC. I'm trying to get into it. I've been looking into fighters and everything, yeah. past and present, but I'm still not too familiar with it. You know, I, st- I still think John Jones is probably the best one. John Jones, when did he fight? Like, when, when was light, his? Uh, light heavyweight. Mm, okay. But definitely one of the best ones. Yeah. Uh, recently, I was looking into uh, bare knuckle boxing. Have you seen that? You know what? No, but I did see that uh, Kamaru Usman was getting an offer after he retires. But I think it's when you fight knuckles, right? It's all you do, you're wrapping your wrists and then maybe a little around your palm, and that's it. You're actually, it's bare knuckle boxing. Like, that's crazy. I saw Chad Mendes. You know who that is? Uh-uh. He's, he fought in the UFC and then he retired and he came back to do bare knuckle boxing. He recently just went back to do it. I think he fought back in probably like January, I think. Shit. And d- dude knocked him out in like first or second round. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that. It was it's exciting, but it, it's you know they're taking a, a way tougher beating just because it's knuckles, you know. Like, and I I don't know how else to say it, but like. When you see dudes get hit by just straight fist, it's like, it's 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 hard to watch sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Rather than like you know you got the padding. I mean the padding doesn't make much of a difference. It just makes compact. Just less. Okay. It's just less blood, you know. Definitely. But um yeah, bare knuckle boxing is like a growing uh, I guess entertainment right now. Definitely. There um. I have heard, but I haven't really watched the uh, fight. You know what? That's my homework for tonight. That's yeah, homework, go definitely. look into it. Yeah, a boxer wise, who do you, who's your favorite boxer? Don't really watch boxing. I'll be honest with you, but I did have one from Peru, and he he actually was doing pretty good. He he, he fought in the in the event of uh, Mayweather against McGregor. Oh really? Yeah, he's like, like he was Peruvian and he fought there. And you know his name? Um. Damn. Uh, yes and no. <laughs> mm. I forgot it, but he's really he's really good. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Uh, oh, Jonathan Maicelo. Okay. Jonathan Maicelo, that's his name. But he fought in the in the card with you know Mayweather and McGregor. The last was, name sounds familiar. I might have seen him on Instagram before. Maicelo. But yeah, he he lost that day, but he got knocked out. But it was great to see a Peruvian fighting some big like that. You know, being in the and he wasn't even that far. He was probably like an hour and a half before, like two fights before the McGregor Mayweather. So I was just like, an event like that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That had me, that had me thinking. Damn, we really reached a good level. But then again, he you're was a proud right. Peruvian. I That's am for sure. You're proud Definitely. to be Peruvian. Definitely. I mean, you don't get to see a lot of Peruvians around here, you know. And being a Peruvian in a country like the United States is pretty cool. Uh huh. No, at first, there's not a lot of Peruvian immigrants in the U.S. or just in Arizona. 
I could say Arizona. I mean, not a lot in uh, in California either. I think they're the same amount. I feel like if you went to the East Coast more, there is like some Florida, in maybe New York and Florida, Florida, and, yeah. yeah, the Latino places. Yeah, heavily. Um, so I want to get more into why you're going to school and what career you want to pursue. So, mm-hmm. what is it that you're studying in uh, school right now? Political science. And what do you want to do with that? Uh, take I, an, take I an LSAT. Take an LSAT and go to law school. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do with that law school? Like with that degree? To go to well, to go to law school, I want to do law and business. You know, business lawyer. A which business is a attorney. Corporate law. Okay, corporate attorney. And and go from there. I mean, I have family. You know that I can take care of their business with that. You know, mm-hmm. but always, obviously, there's options like working for a big law. Do you I think- would get to that. You know. The internships are fun, you know. You'll be going to school for like eight years, huh? Seven. Seven years? Oh, you've already figured that out? Right. Graduate before I'm 24. Okay. And you see 24-year-olds walking around, you know, still work at Walmart. Do you feel like you can handle the stress of being in a, a business attorney? Definitely. I mean, I think it's just about being wise with your time. And honestly... You might think it's harder, but it's really just the same as what people do in their own lives, you know. At the end of the day, there's always going to be a time where you're like, damn, I want to give up, you know, like, it's not worth it, but just going to get through it. Definitely, I mean, I live by that when it comes to handling stuff with the stress. I'm just like, if I can get through this, you know. I feel like being an attorney is like one of those jobs that require very, very, like, a set professional way of doing things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you got to have the whole suit and tie. You got to talk proper and everything. Right. Like you got to be as, as professional as it gets because you're, you're in charge of making sure this guy's business doesn't go under in mm-hmm. a situation that involves you in front of a judge. Definitely. That's why you got to prepare yourself. That's why taking a public speaking class you know, so am I. I'm taking a public speaking. You, know, you gotta make right sure, now. you know. Yeah. And but the, I think the hardest thing about trying to go to law school, because at the end of the day, I might not just want to, you know, do corporate law. I might just want to do criminal. You know. You, you know, want to do criminal. At the end of the day, it, it just depends. It's when I get there because you get to law school, you study all of them at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and when you take your bar exam, you take all nine of them. You know, so you have to know all of them. Oh. Okay. That's the hardest part, you know. So it might it just depends on what I decide is what I like, but do I want to be there? Yes. Do I want to be able to go to law school? Yes. You only live once, you know, and be able to help be held as such a how do I explain it? To be held as such an account. I don't know. Just tell my family, hey mom, you know, you sacrificed your three years of law school in Peru. I'm gonna do it for you here. It's just a blessing for me. Mm-hmm. I like arguing. You I like, like discussing, arguing. Discussing. Discussing. You could say that, you know. Helps me, you know. Have you been in, like, a debate club or something? Have you ever done that? You know, they tell me to do it for when I go to university because it helps you, you know, your, your resume. Because that's, honestly, that's the only thing I'm wor- aware of when it comes to law school, you know. You got to have a good resume. Oh, yeah. Everything helps. Have that. So, for me, it's like, you know, that's the challenge for me, to be able to have a, a good resume. So, you know, having a, a debate, stuff like that, it would be good. 
I haven't really thought of it right now. It hasn't grown on me, which is which is okay with me. I know I like my podcast. You should debate with people on your podcast. That would be nice. That would be a good way to get someone in your belt. Debate it could, it uh, controversial been, topics. It could have been a debate, but I think we all agree on the same thing on the last episode. Oh, I wouldn't podcast. have been debating. I'm not. I don't know. For me, I don't like. It's I don't like arguing thing. with people. Like I don't like. I don't like getting into it with people. I can tell. <laughs> you I can mean, tell. Sometimes, sometimes it's not worth it. It's just that, like, okay, yeah, it's it's fine to believe what what you strongly believe. That's right. completely fine. Like political issues, that's something I like. Values and beliefs is fine, but um, I don't I don't like to argue with people who don't don't have the uh, capacity to change their mind right. when they hear something could very like likely be true and that goes for me too like if i hear something and i agree with it or disagree with it i gotta maneuver my way of thinking so that it's That's a little bit better you know what i mean like um oftentimes i feel like i'm I, i'm going on a tangent i guess but right, right. i feel like oftentimes when people get into arguments they it's very one-sided like they don't put themselves on the side of the other person, so it's like it's like talking to a wall. I feel like that happens a lot with people, but um, that's why I don't get into arguments because I I just feel like they're not listening anymore. They just want to be right. But that's the, the problem with me. <laughs> you always want to be right. <laughs> not really. I feel like sometimes it happens, but now I understand it wasn't my fault. I used to think that. Mm-hmm. I used to think that couple weeks ago a couple months ago you know i used to think that was wrong and when i tried talking about it 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 converts into an argument but i never really wanted to make an argument the thing is sometimes i thought it was the one that was the wall you know that they want to listen the person that didn't change their mind stuff like that but you know it wasn't really that true but it is true sometimes you know it might be true that um sometimes it turns into a wall i don't want to listen but it's something you can work on, definitely. I think, yeah. And, you know, and I, I worked on it more since, like, you know, the 2020 election, you know. I worked on it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to be hella democratic, you know. And I used to think everything was wrong about Trump, you know. And this could be political, but I feel like I'm more open-minded now. Being on either side completely, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm still, I'm not one to argue with people, but um, taking the democratic and republican side and being far right or far, far left in my opinion is kind of dumb yeah too much. If, if if you believe all these things i feel like you don't have a mind of your own i'm not saying you're dumb or like you don't like you have a small brain or something i'm just mean like there's there has to be some neutralities to it as well because you're a human being and you can agree with more than one way of thinking I mean, that's how I see it. Definitely. Like, I'm in the middle on certain things. Which like, is good. If you ask me about certain politics, I might be like, I think this way, but I'm more on the Republican side on this on the subject, but more on the, or, or more conservative on this side, but more liberal on this side. It depends on what we're talking about, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I, and I feel that way, too, when it comes to, you know, human rights, I might say more like democratic, you know, tell me more about business, I'll be more Republican. Mm-hmm. And I'm not big. I'm not super big on politics either. So that might also be why I'm very neutral with things. Which is good, though. You don't get into 
places that you don't really, I don't want to say belong, but you don't, you don't, we're not educated. Well, sometimes, yeah. And sometimes I don't belong in those kind of conversations. So I shouldn't be, unless I'm educated on it or someone trying to educate me on it, then maybe I should step out and, you know, visualize what they're right. trying to say. Right. So, uh, but me wanting to be in political science, I have to be on it 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. I live, I live off Twitter politics, you know, you know, having to learn what's going on, having to read what's going on both sides. Yeah. The problem is people usually just listen to one mainstream and call it a day. Yeah, I feel like watching or looking at TikTok and seeing one side of something can actively um, change the way, like, just actively, like, set you set you into one way of thinking, and Definitely. that's exactly what it is. It's more like channels, you know. Uh, here in America, I don't know why they do that, but I guess one channel goes into one politics and then another channel goes into a different one like yeah here no, it's like fox news goes with republican <laughs> stuff and the cnn goes into democratic stuff you know and my family's more republican so when i wake up during elections i will always see the fox news channel and i'll just be like just like damn mm -hmm. you know, everything gotta be like you know set up for different parties like it's kind of kind of crazy to think about it here i wish it wasn't that way i wish it was like unbiased but you know with how capitalism works in america everyone has a portion that owns something. So I'm not surprised that CNN is owned by one one group of people and then another Fox is owned by somebody else and their beliefs are pushed onto that. That's not, and that's not even the worst. There's other people that believe that those big chain companies are like created by an elite group. and. I mean, there's theories and conspiracies so, you know, so that can, you, you can also parties. get into. But at the end of the day, think with your own brain, people. It's your boat. Think about it like that. It's your boat. It's your you make, boat. You make your own boat, you know, for what you decide, what you pick, what you vote for at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. It's your own boat. You know, think what's best for you. All right. I think we should end it on that note. That was a pretty good conversation. Pretty good yeah. Conversation, definitely. It was a good time having you on here. It was great. <laughs> but definitely, definitely. It was great having you here. Yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> having me here <laughs> it's a good house I'm, I'm a mass house right now it's pretty cool he has a he has a bat from his class of 2020 you know i got it playing baseball cool. yeah it's, it's pretty cool they did that for them even though they canceled the season did you guys even play the game you just played one game right we the, played like one full game. game and then the other the rest of it was like a tournament how'd you guys do honestly i can't even remember I think we lost most of them. I I don't know, to be I honest. I thought you guys had the playoffs team that year. Probably. Only time would have told. Did you hit a home run, though? Did you hit a home run? No, not, not during the season. No, I didn't. Oh. School, have a high school era. No, no. <laughs> Why you put me on the blast like my that? My bad, guys. My bad. No, you're good. You're good, man. It's fun playing baseball. but um, We did baseball during August, September, and October. Let me know when you guys are going to go do that. I'll, I'll be out there. Maybe next year we'll probably do the same. All right. Yeah, I got you. And that concludes episode 10 of Straight Shooting with Matt. So I'm going to wrap it up for this season, just so you guys know. Um, and then we'll go from there. I would like to have a season two, but I'd also like to sprinkle in some bonuses. So uh, we'll see where that goes. All right, guys. Take care. See you all later.